Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Objective. Uh, today, it's me and Mark. How's everything, Mark? Okay, how's everything with you? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, so it's day 138 of the war. And today, we're going to be talking about the American right in relation to Israel, um, what their, the general kind of view and attitude towards Israel is, and whether it's changed. Um, so, Mark, I'm naturally going to be leaning on you a little bit here because you, you know, you're naturally going to know more about American politics than I am. But my sense of the American right traditionally, and of America generally, I think it's fair to say, is, has been to be very pro-Israel. Um, and especially then the American right, um, and I think they often would get criticized for this. There's a lot of people in the Republican Party who I think would be pro-Israel. Um, I think it would probably, in the last few decades, probably have been a, um, something difficult for a Republican politician to have explained if they were anti-Israel and pro-Palestine. Um, and what's your... I mean, one, do you agree with me? I think that's, I think it's probably true, but do you agree? But then what's your sense of where they are now and how, and how are they reacting to the situation um, and all that? Well, I mean, the right is a fairly complex phenomenon. I think the establishment right, as we see them on, say, Fox News, is very pro-Israel. I think it's the only station in America where you will see um, news that, at least presents the Israeli perspective. Um, I don't think you get that on any other news station. Yeah. Um, and certainly the pundits uh, tend to be pro-Israel, um, I think because establishment Christians and political Christians, for the most part, um, have done a complete 180. I think whereas in, in our past, uh, Christians have historically been anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic, mm -hmm. a source of deep anti-Semitism, they've now, of course, turned the other cheek and have become very pro-Jewish. And so there's a lot of aid organizations and um, and uh, uh, support groups that come from Christians who wish to support the, the Israeli movement. But then there's, you know, there's the libertarian side that I consider kind of right wing. Mm -hmm. um, and then the and the nationalists who are slowly taking over the establishment right politically, who have very a very different perspective, more isolationist in uh, I'd say the establishment right wing Republicans are more isolationists. Do they don't think that aid should be given to Israel at all? Mm -hmm. We have to sort of bind together and do what's in our own interests. Of course, I think they define those interests very differently than objectivists do. And then there's the libertarians who don't like, uh, who who are taking the Marxist line uh, of neoliberalism as a, uh, as a type of colonialism and the expansion of American empire and that we're aiding uh, an apartheid state in, in its, in its crimes. Um, and the Candace Owen video that I saw, I'm not, I, I don't really know where that criticism came from, where she tried to make distinctions between the Jew in the street and the Washington Jew who's trying to get power. So yeah. I'd like to know, I'd like to know if you know the origins of that. But that's my take on the sort of complexities of the right right wing in America. Sure. And for the Candace Owen, you mean... Um... You mean where did I see it, or where's the origin of the no, thought? No, I, I, yeah, I saw it on Twitter, but I didn't know what she was responding to. Um, no, me neither. I've so I've seen that clip um, bandied around, but I'm I'm not sure exactly what it's responding to. That's fair. Um, the the thing about 
about Owens and, and when and as you say we did a whole video so maybe we won't spend a huge amount of time focusing on her maybe but um she oh it was the Super Bowl ad of course it was there we go that um that's the context of what we were talking about so yeah she'd watched the Super Bowl ad and she I'm still clueless. I don't know what the Super Bowl ad is, but I don't want to divert the conversation. Oh, no, it's okay. No, so that there was an ad on the Super Bowl, um, which was and against anti-Semitism. And um, it it was voiced by the guy who was a speechwriter for Martin Luther King. And he was basically talking about um, how damaging hate was to society. And then, and it was very general. He was talking about, in a sense, you know, um, you want to be against all prejudice and then it and then sort of flavored more towards anti-semitism um but there was there was like an image for example of a of someone in a um what's the the jewish skull cap called it in one of those a yarmulke and, uh, yeah there you go in a in a yarmulke and um an, an adidas yarmulke <laughs> that would be a pretty cool one. yeah and um and someone in a hijab they were both um like scrubbing some graffiti off a wall that was that was like that was like islamophobic so um it was it was a bit general and and we you know discussed it on the show but she was responding to this and she seems to have taken just a very yeah very critical very anti-israel line and in that video as well she was she was very happy talking about jews as having a kind of group responsibility to each other to to clean up your community or something was kind of how she put it um, in a way that I thought was really shocking. So because it's, you know, it's the Israeli government that's going, Israel is a nation. Now Israel claims to be a nation for Jews, but that doesn't mean that Jews who grow up in another nation who don't really have any connection at all uh, are obligated or culpable for their behavior in any way, which was what I thought was shocking about her. And well, she's this, got, the, her hmm. line of reasoning from what you're just describing to me is not unlike a disturbing trend I've seen on Twitter with certain objectivists. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've seen this, but no. they... They they consider the Zionists and Israel to be as tribal and collectivistic as the Palestinians. Um, they cannot they cannot claim that Israel has moral superiority, and they adopt the the talking points of Hamas as if mm -hmm. uh, Israel is a is a colonial force, uh, you know, enforcing apartheid and injustice. Um, and that we can't root for them as objectivists so long as there's collectivism in the concepts of of uh, of, of uh, Zionism and in the government itself, which has discriminatory laws that favor Jews. And yeah. uh, I've argued with these folks on many in from many different perspectives, and there doesn't seem to be any any reasoning. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm curious about which objectivists they are, but I mean, maybe you'll tell me afterwards. Um... But but I'm I'm also rather selective about which uh, objectivists I'm following on Twitter because sometimes nobody it is like... known. I don't follow them, and they're nobody known. They hide behind fake profiles. Uh, so I don't know who they are. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But they do know better than every other objectivist. This is one thing <laughs> they always remind me of. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, so I I come across that. I've I've not come across it in the context of objectivism. But that that's a kind of line of reasoning that I've heard that. Um, for example, if if I say, for example, that um, Palestine is fundamentally collectivist and, and Israel is fundamentally a free individual rights respecting society, they'll bring up things like um, the kind of religious right of Israel, if let's say the, the religious collectivists. And that's definitely true that those people are there and that I, I wouldn't approve of them. If I lived in Israel, I'd consider them, you know, <laughs> bad people who I wouldn't want to get political power. But that, But by the same logic, that those people the religious right so to speak exists in all western free countries 
and we don't think that these people that those countries should be um are fundamentally immoral or um are therefore equivalent to the to Hamas or something like that so i think it's an incoherent line of reasoning really um and it's bizarre right. and and it's um, pretty much what i said but thank you <laughs> no, that's true that's true you, you got me there um but coming back to the american right um so what how have the republican establishment let's say that or, or the republican base or whoever how have they reacted to biden especially because especially since we're in a tribal time that's probably what they'd be focusing on so when because early on my impression of biden was he was rhetorically quite strong about defending israel's right to defend itself and then has as we would expect um moved to be increasingly more critical increasingly undermine them and so on um what's what has the republican reaction been because i actually haven't been following that very much well, you and me both. Uh, every once in a while, I tune into Fox News to see what the heck the Republicans are thinking, and and of course they're they're always critical of Biden. So they're yeah. critical of Biden talking out of both sides of his mouth because he's clearly about to betray Israel. He's he's bandying about the two state solution along with uh, uh, your friend over there, um, yes. Cameron. And uh, and so that that's a massive betrayal. But he's he's still uh, and the right is also also has many, many of the right has, has issues with sending weapons over there. The genocidal message that Hamas has taken over the social media with um, is is really generating a lot of purchase. Mm -hmm. So so it's really hard for a guy like Biden, who even even if he supported Israel, he has to go he has to go against that line, which is certainly heavy, heavily influenced on the left, and the right criticizes him for it. But they're also sort of talking out of both sides of their mouth too. Mm. They're withholding funding, right? They're withholding funding. Sure. So that yeah. So, and I guess that broadly aligns with what I'd expect in the sense. I so the people who the Republicans who would be very pro-Israel. I think are, are in some way looking increasingly old fashioned in lots of ways. Um, they're, be they're becoming the more kind of old guard and the kind of younger Republicans might, I don't know this, so I'm open to being wrong, but my impression is that they would be, whilst they might say things about Israel's right to defend itself, they would probably be more radical in criticizing Israel. And I wish, I wish I'd actually checked this, but he's only just come to mind. Someone like Josh Hawley, I wouldn't be completely surprised if he were to say something like quite critical about Israel. Cause he, he seems to represent to me like that a kind of new strand of rash of um not rationalism of a uh, of, of radicalism for the republicans when i was watching him castigate um mark zuckerberg the other week there was there was there's a real kind of viciousness about his tone and in a sense i guess my impression was he could be adopting any position and acting in the same way that might be wrong he might be i mean that's you know, definitely the way they are towards big corporations in the communications industry and tech and artificial intelligence mm -hmm. they are they are the luddites in the room and they are trying to control these people so there's really there's almost you know a guy like josh holly or charlie kirk or probably candace owens could sound very much like any politician on the left uh you know same with tucker carlson sometimes i feel like i'm opening a chapter of das capital when when he's talking um yeah. But uh, with Israel, I think it's a little bit different because of the Christian connection um, mm. and because of the the Christian obligation to um, to support the Isra Israeli people. It's sort of a biblical injunction. So many of them feel bound by that. Mm. 
That's interesting. And well, I guess, well, Tucker's <clears throat> the next uh, rogue in the gallery to bring up, I guess, because he's been, um, he's been the most pro um, Russia and the most unusual in lots of ways. Um, I haven't caught his Israeli commentary, actually. I haven't been following it, but I can imagine he would be terrible. <laughs> um, I can imagine it would be really bad. Um, I don't know that these guys tend to right, these guys. Yeah, he's pro Russian. And but then there's also this economic isolationism, which is, oh, we're 37 trillion dollars in debt. What are we doing sending yeah. 39 billion dollars to Ukraine? What are we doing sending, you know, 100 billion dollars to Israel? We can't be doing that when we have our own citizens in such serious debt. Of course, we know that is a drop in the bucket. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's really it's really nothing in comparison to the debt so it's irrelevant but they're using that as a as cover for maybe their support for putin or their dislike for israel right daniel just says josh holly specifically while anti-ukraine seems to be pro-israel okay he's called okay for funding yeah yeah you fair know. enough all right i put my hands up to that okay. but um but so then <clears throat> So, well, let's circle back to Candace Owens just for a second in the sense that well, I'm not going to focus on too much, but I think she does represent an increasing strand of thought on the right. Um, now, clearly, I'm not necessarily honing in on the right figures, but her equivalent, I guess, in the UK in terms of that thinking is someone I, um, is this internet commentator, Paul Joseph Watson, I tend to think of in the sense I that know, he- I know Joseph Watson, yeah. Yeah. He's got a very similar- kind of stance on these things and is very conspiratorially minded originally has his background in info wars with alex jones um and what's it, and what's interesting about them i did make this point on the candace owens show but we can um but we can focus in a bit more on it when i so when i was um studying with nikos at aiu and i did his critical race theory course um we did a week on the new left of the 60s um and all those radical types and we and we were reading some of the thinkers surrounding it and looking at those kind of ideas, Herbert Marcuse and all those kind of people. And there was a point in the class where we were discussing and we were saying that there's a lot of people on the right now who end up talking in this kind of way, complaining about the kind of atomization of society, um, talking about being anti-big business, big business is out to screw you, the man's coming to get you, um, being very anti-war generally. And Candace Owens's attitude towards it, not only was she anti-Israel, um, but but she was generally speaking in a very anti-war kind of way. There was this kind of comment she was coming up with about, um, and if you voice any criticism of the of the regime's policy, then um, you know shut up because you shouldn't question the man when he's going out to bomb innocent civilians or something. Um, and which seemed very sixties and very kind of Vietnam War era left kind of commentary. And Paul Joseph Watson, I think I've even heard him kind of tangentially praise the new left. Um, the kind of counter counterculture of the sixties. And there's oh. an interest, there's an interesting way in which they kind of bend back around. Um, and as I said, horseshoe theory is kind of, is kind of out of, uh, style amongst a lot of people I talk to. They don't think it's very, um, I think there's something a bit cliche about it or passe, but there is a way that they, that I, I'm trying to pinpoint exactly what the root is. Maybe it's collectivism. Maybe it's an anti-reason perspective. I'm not exactly sure, but that, allows them to come back around to these kind of perspectives. And I think that is a perspective that we're going to see spreading on the right. Um, and then in terms of trying to bring it back then into the American context. Um, so Candace Owens, I guess we pinpointed as a, as a root of that. What's the, so the MAGA crowd then and Trump and his, and his supporters, 
how are they on this? So are they, I guess they would represent what you were describing in terms of the economic isolationism, probably, right? They probably want to withdraw. I mean, the economic isolationists, but many of them are Christians and, you know, not college graduates. So they haven't been influenced by the anti-colonialist uh, mm -hmm. uh, rhetoric that is all throughout academia. So they're, 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 they're Christian bent and their lack of exposure to the indoctrination of left-wing uh, neo-Marxism probably leaves them more inclined to support Israel. I mean, certainly his administration did things that were uh, Israel forward, more Israel forward than I think any administration previously. So um, I don't know that he'll have that same motivation this time around. I don't really... I don't really have my finger on the pulse of the MAGA movement. They sort of, they sort of gross me out in a lot of ways. So I don't really <laughs> pay too much attention to them other, other than as I would, you know, if seeing somebody suspicious across the street, who's tailing me and every once in a while, keeping my eye on them to know what they're planning on doing just a little bit. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't make a study of them. No, fair enough. I mean, my sense of Trump, I think it's the same of yours in the sense that if he were to gain office this time round, um, and I mean, you sounded like you were assuming that he is. Do you think he he will win the next election? I have absolutely no idea what is going to happen in twenty twenty four, other than other than uh, um, you know the, the stage has already been set for post election shenanigans up the yin yang. Half the country has absolutely no trust in the establishment at all most of most of the magas which are you know about 30 or 40 million people don't believe that the election process is fair thought the last election was the last or maybe even 2016 was the last fair election that we were going to have i'm fully anticipating chaos um yeah. you know whether whether trump wins or loses there's going to be chaos um both sides have an incentive to to do that and that it sort of strikes me as uh, you know the french revolutionary days you know uh, where the the, the national the, the the french nationals or the rose under robespierre the, the took over and created chaos and started wars with everybody and some strong guy had to come in and put the kibosh on them and i, I i'm hoping that doesn't happen but i'm getting a sense we might be going there unless biden drops out and that changes everything. And there's speculation about that. Him dropping out, Michelle Obama stepping in. I I I don't trust I don't trust the Democrats to go by the process as they're saying they will. It's too late in the process now. The primaries have already started. We can't change course and midstream right now. I, I fully don't expect them to abide by that. Anything sure. possible. Mm. Um but as a um but the, so then if Trump does win, <clears throat> um, I yeah, I agree that I think he will not be as kind of um, as friendly to Israel as he seemed to be. Because in a sense, he, the things which he did regarding Israel, like moving the embassy to Jerusalem, it doesn't, as with anything with Trump, it doesn't seem like it's coming from a principled perspective, because I don't think Trump really thinks about the world in that way. Um, I presume he thought this will be, be good for the base. And this would be good for polling numbers or or whatever. Or his um, son-in-law, or his son, or you know, wasn't didn't he have a son-in-law that pushed him into that? 
Um, I, yeah, I've heard something like that. I, I, I'm not too sure, but that sounds familiar. Yeah. So it, it could be all these things, but but whatever the cause is, it's not principle. Um, and so then if Trump really gets the sense that his that the that that the right is becoming more sympathetic to either anti-Semitism in some ways, if that's becoming, I doubt that'll become completely mainstream um, in the sense that um, these kind of Christian people you're talking about will suddenly, you know, become Nazis or whatever. Um, but the sense in which the right becomes more sympathetic to it or tolerant of it or soft on it, um, I suspect he he will just either withdraw more from Israel or well he would he wouldn't do these same kind of things and he would probably want to be voice more criticism of them or he would um yeah he would he would get the sense i guess yeah. that sorry i still on. think i still think he wants to he'd, he'd want to seem strong against iran as 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 weird as he is with dictators uh you know he can't say the mullah likes him so he so he won't in return like the mullah yeah. We know that's his standard for whether a dictator is a decent person or not, is whether they like him, uh, whether they get along with him. And so he does he does sort of have it in his wheelhouse to hobble Iran and and um and and has been responsible for assassinating one of their main guys. So he I, I don't think he'll take an about face on Israel. I think he could be a better ally than than Biden, but we'll see. Can't shift the impression that he'll be soft. I guess maybe as well, with the um, with the Charlottesville march and all that kind of stuff. The fact that he was kind of he wasn't quite condemnatory enough of those people who, when they were chanting "Jews will not replace us," um, again, it's not that he's a kind of principled anti-Semite or anything like that. But the fact that he, because I, if I'm remembering it correctly, he said something like, "There's bad people on both sides," or or maybe that was another event. Um, yeah, he did, he did say yeah. that. Um, and it's not that <clears throat> that might not be true in a sense, but people got the sense that he was not fully, he was kind of, he was not doing what was expected in terms of condemning the anti-Semites, right? And I think there was discussion amongst Richard Spencer and that lot of him, of he's he's secretly kind of supporting us because of that kind of thing. And right, so, right. That, and, yeah. And I guess that's the sense in which I'm saying um, it'll be, it'll just kind of filter in on the margins and become people will become more soft on it you know if you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. um but let's just since we're in the the last few minutes should we do some super chats um sure. so we've got 4.99 from jonathan thank you so much jonathan uh one dollar from bonnie thank you bonnie and three dollars from johnny and then we have two dollars from frank grail who said rabbi shmuley decimated norman finkelstein on the piers morgan show yeah, I may have even seen that. Unfortunately, since I'm caught up in the news cycle so much, I'm getting, things are coming in and going out all the time. But I think I may have even watched him do that. Um, oh, I need to see this. I need to see this. If Daniel, Daniel, if you could send me a link to that, I need to, I need to see this because I hate Finkelstein. <laughs> he is, he is completely rotten. Um, unfortunately, I'm trying to get more um, kind of books from from the pro-Israeli side, but then also from the anti-israel side to just kind of deepen my knowledge i guess and there's um i don't want to buy finkelstein's books firsthand but there's an essay collection uh which i think it's in this collection it was one edited by hitchens and edward saeed called blaming the victims and i think he's got some essays in there so i'm, I'm going to be reading him uh fairly shortly um so hitchens yeah. was an anti-semite too no but he so when because he's coming from that trotskyist uh kind of background 
which has got the very radical Marxist interpretation of things, um, post-colonial kind of thing. And, and he was directly friends with Edward Said, who's one who's the who's the, you know, in the sense that you could you the could either god say he's the god of this uh yeah movement yeah and um so hitchens would say things like now that israel already exists it has the right to continue to exist and so on um but that he thought zionism was a stupid backwards idea or something and he and he would condemn west bank settlers that would be the typical kind of line he would walk on that stuff um and he would be very condemnatory of anti-semitism and later in his life Um, he discovered that he is of Jewish ancestry and he would speak a bit more about that. So bad stuff and and better stuff as as is always with Hitchens. Um but yeah, his if you go watch um Apollo Zeus Two Pounds, what make of watch Morgan? Oh, that I'm wearing. Uh it's a tag oyer. Um my uh my dad collects watches and he gave that to me for my 21st birthday. So there you go. I need to get it serviced actually because it's a bit damaged, but but there you go. <laughs> um any final comments mark uh no i don't have anything to add fair enough um it'll be interesting to see the way the american right goes after the election because if i, mean, I think generally if, if biden goes wins again they'll go insane and um that's probably and well that's not fair enough because they'll go insane on they'll go insane on lots of terrible things but that's there there will be something terrible if a, a truly senile old man wins that election again and then if the slightly less senile old man wins it on the other side they'll probably go insane from enthusiasm um and it'll be interesting to see how attitudes to israel develop over time my my sense is still that it, it will be bad for israel if <clears throat> um when trump comes back and should trump come back into office now it's not exactly like biden's any good But there's a kind of, it's almost like a slow decline versus a rapid decline. I might be wrong. And I'm happy to say that I'll, if I'm wrong about that, but that's still my impression. Um, Well, America certainly isn't the best ally in the world, so anything is possible. <laughs> well, neither is the UK. And we're probably in a worse uh, state of affairs than you guys. But all right, Mark, um, thanks so much for chatting with me. Um, Thank everyone, you. we've got TRS coming up next. Um, Mark, you'll be there, I think. Um, Yeah. And so everyone should go hop over there in just two minutes and, and catch the reality show. But we'll see you all tomorrow on the Daily Objective once again.